This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals. Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minutes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mocktail Minutes. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. Every week, you know, we start with our mocktail that we're trying out or one that we just love and we're repeating. So this week I am doing, I think it's called Aura Bora. That's what I call it. A-U-R-A Bora. They're pretty good. I've had a few of them. This week I'm doing the lemongrass coconut. Looks fun. And I just have element. What flavor are you doing this week? The watermelon. That one's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I like watermelon. I was going to try There's like a spicy habanero one. Yes. I wanted to try it, but then I was like, I feel like I got to mix that with something. So one of my clients does that one and she really likes it. She says it's like a margarita. So. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like it would taste like a margarita, but I was like, I don't know if I could just put that in water. Yeah. I haven't tried it because I'm not a spicy person. So I'm like, oh, I, don't, I probably would not like that. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like it'd be like spicy margarita vibes. And so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> You'll have to just buy like an individual packet if anywhere around you sells those. My grocery store does. So I think I'm going to try it. Yeah, this one's pretty good. It's got an interesting taste. Does it? It's more coconutty than I was expecting. But like the lemongrass has a little bit of a lingering flavor. Um, I had another one. It was something mint. Maybe I'll do that one next week. And that one was really good. It's fun to try. Now I'm going to stock up on fun ones. I, I, can't, I feel like I keep doing the same ones. So I'm going to stock yeah. up on like just random. Got to switch it up. Yeah. Agreed. There is some, I think I'm going to order them. It's called Moment. I've seen them pop up on so many ads. So yeah. I was looking at them and they have like mojito flavored like mocktails. Like it's not an actual mojito. I was like, okay, that mm-hmm. could be interesting. Mm-hmm. That might be fun. So maybe I'll yeah. order some of those too. Yeah, you have to. Yes. Anyways, getting into (laughs) what we actually came to talk about today. We're talking about getting into routines and starting new habits. Because I feel like this is another pain point that we all have, us included. Because it's hard just to do new things. Well, I kind of take that back. It's not hard to change. It's hard to maybe get that change to stick. Yes. That's it. I think that's what it is. I think it's getting it to stick. And a lot of people get quickly frustrated with themselves because they're like, okay, I wanted to try this new routine. And they, it's almost like they get upset when it like just doesn't come naturally to them. This is something you have to establish it over time. It takes a little bit of time to establish a new routine before it becomes like second nature or you love doing it, or it's just something you automatically do. And I will say too, it's going to take more work at the beginning when you first get started. And I think that's a pain point as well, because we don't, we want our life to almost be like no brainer type of things. Like we don't want to constantly have to overanalyze every single thing we're doing, but sometimes when we are creating these new habits or trying to form, well, form new habits, just form new routines, I guess. Yeah. It takes more work. It can take more planning. It can take more thought. So just know it does take more work at the beginning, but eventually the more you do it, that's when you create those habits. And that's when it becomes like second nature. It becomes so easy going back to like nutrition because being a dietitian here is what I talk about all day. But I have so many clients that are like, I just, I'm struggling to put meals together because it just seems like a lot of thought 
process to put them together. So then that's always a good time to rewind a little bit and just say, okay, do we just have the pieces at the meal? Even if we're not necessarily getting the right amounts, let's just focus, gradually work up, work your way up. Yes. So then it's not super overwhelming. It's not super daunting. We kind of go at their pace and maybe, yeah, you do do some measuring at the beginning or you weigh out some things at the beginning. Doesn't mean you have to weigh or measure forever. And then, cause I think so many people come to me and they're like, so you don't weigh or measure out all your food. No, I really don't. Occasionally I will maybe once every two months. But that's just to make sure I'm eating enough because every time I've done it, I'm kind of under eating. And that's when I'm like, oh, makes sense why I've been hungry and struggling to put on muscle. (laughs) Yes, doing that check-in and just being a dietitian in school, like we had to learn how to do like exchanges when we learned about diabetes and how to help individuals who have diabetes. So we have that ingrained into our head. We have kind of these serving sizes in our head. So we're a little bit more used to it, which is why it can be a little quicker. But as you learn serving sizes, as you learn to see what makes you feel good, you can get there too. And honestly, I think some macro counters are better at identifying serving sizes than I am. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you got to build up that skill. You know, like you said, this is something we were taught to do. It's like ingrained in us over and over and over again. It's not going to be like that for you if you're just starting out. And that's totally fine. Like starting small and then building on the habits, but also just building on those skills. Like it takes a skill. You have to learn it. So there's no point in like beating yourself up about it. And this is like in all areas. Like, And I feel like with nutrition, it's really important to build like a type of schedule, not a schedule, but like a routine because it keeps you consistent and you really do feel different like mm. throughout your day. If you're consistently eating, you're consistently getting enough protein, enough fiber, you're con- you know, like you're going to feel completely different. So it goes hand in hand with like other behaviors that you do throughout the day. So we talk with clients a lot about establishing a routine, like a minimal morning routine or non-negotiables. Like this is how you figure out Like if you're starting from the bottom and you're wanting to start a routine, you have to figure out where you need to start. And I like to tell clients, start with what is most stressful for you so that it makes the biggest impact. If it's dinner time, let's establish some sort of like afternoon routine that gets us in the habit of making that time less stressful. And that's where it comes to kind of making our recommendations more individualized because for example, if you join Metabolism Makeover, there's a lot of information that we throw at you, but that doesn't mean you have to implement every single thing we're teaching you. And that's why I tell people all the time, like focus on what is most important to you. Focus on what you're struggling with most right now. I was just talking to someone this morning, like if it's sleep, not getting enough sleep and not getting in strength workouts, take that time to decide what is actually going to make your feel your best. And there's not like a right or wrong answer. I don't think Now, if you're sleeping, yeah, like if you're sleeping four hours a night, let's definitely not work out, do a strength training every day. But if they're both just like on the verge of not being great, then we just have to decide for ourselves what's going to make us feel really good. If we do work out, is that going to give us an energy boost during our day? And then we have more energy and we're more productive at work. And then we can come home and we get to bed on time. It could work out that way. Or if we go to bed and get 
at least our seven hours of sleep, is that then going to lead into being able to have energy to strength train? They all kind of have a trickle effect. And I think that's a good way to also decide on what type of habits you want to work on is what's going to lead into other things. What's going to have that trickle effect. You bring up a good point because I feel like for a lot of people working out is something they want to establish. I want to establish a good workout routine. I want to be one of those people to do that. But then a lot of times there's other areas in their life that aren't setting themselves up for that. Like sleep, for example, if you're continuously not getting enough sleep, you're not going to have the energy for a workout. You're not going to benefit from really getting, you know, a ton of workouts in like you're going to be struggle bus. So I think taking an aerial view of like, and this is why I love focusing on the different pillars of a healthy metabolism, because you can see, okay, what areas am I doing really well at? And what areas am I really struggling with? And then you learn how they kind of tie together. So if you've been kicking yourself over and over for not being able to get up and go work out, but you have been consistently getting, you know, five hours of sleep for the last year, like it's not your lack of willpower or your lack of, you know, like, what is the word? Commitment, whatever, motivation. It's not your lack of any of that. It's you need more sleep, (laughs) you know? Like, so let's focus on that and let's work in working out. Let's work in a small, you know, this a day or a small, whatever it is, a couple times a week and build up to it while working on your sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, it all ties together. You can't just like, for the most things in your life, you can't isolate something and just focus on that because it's usually a bunch of other factors that are affecting it. Yeah, like you don't have to do every single thing at mm-hmm. one time. And I tr- <laughs> I still find myself trying to do all the things. And, you know, I would love to get in four strength training workouts a week. But it's just not realistic for me right now. And I've, I'm working on it being okay. <laughs> because yeah. then I'm like, okay, if that's not going to happen, because my sleep is super important to me. If I don't sleep, my body hurts hurts. Yeah. I exactly. My body hurts. I can't function. I'm not super productive. I'm super angry. Not happening. That's a non-negotiable for me. And my walks, they are super important to me. They really help my mental health and just ground me is so much more, especially during the summertime. So there's a lot of factors that go into this decision-making, but four strength training sessions a week is just not it for me right now. And that's okay. I always notice that I'm doing this whenever I utilize a habit tracker because I'll get it out and I'm like, ooh, let's write all these things on it. And then I'll look at it and be like, okay. That's a lot. 10 things on this list. That's not realistic. I'm not going to, okay, let me take a step back because I don't want to set myself up for failure. And I think sometimes we do that. So too much of a good thing is sometimes bad. And this is what I tell clients when they're really struggling with consistency. I'm like, I think you're doing too much. I think you're doing a little too much. Let's scale it back. Let's look at areas we're really struggling in and let's find targeted small goals and habits that we can establish that are going to help those areas. And a lot of times people think that you have to be doing all this stuff or it's not enough, but that is what holds people back. When you look at where you're struggling, the small things you can do, you establish those small habits, those goals to work toward. It really helps with your big picture. If you're someone who's like, okay, I'm going to start a routine tomorrow. And you like, you know, get out your habit tracker and you're like, I'm going to do all this, rein it in, like rein it in because you will set yourself up for failure. So 
I think this is a good time to talk about like, cause you, you just said it a couple minutes ago, non-negotiables, like figuring out what your non-negotiables are is going to be a game changer when you are trying to establish a routine. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. When deciding your non-negotiables, it has to be what's non-negotiable for you. And this can be different from everyone just because it's a non-negotiable for me doesn't mean it's a non-negotiable for you. And that's completely fine. And it's just deciding what you know is going to make you feel really good. And this is something that you can take with you no matter where you are, no matter what your routine looks like, even if it's out of routine, even if you're traveling, you're out of the country, wherever you're going, you know, you can do these things. So for me, high protein breakfast, breakfast is my non-negotiable at all times. You can ask anyone in my family. Breakfast is like, it's it for me. Bailey getting breakfast. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't skip breakfast. And Josh even knows it's not an option to skip breakfast or yeah. it will ruin everyone's day, to be honest. Yeah. It's- and you know that about yourself. So it's like knowing that about yourself and establishing like, hey, this is a non-negotiable. This is something I really need. I need to figure out how to make this something that gets done every single day, no matter where I'm at, no matter if I'm on vacation, I'm traveling, I'm, it's the weekend, it's the weekday, whatever it is, you make breakfast, your non-negotiable. And that is like a habit that you establish to set you up for the day, regardless of what you're doing, where you're at, what season of the year it is, you're getting breakfast. And that's going to help you start your day off amazing. Because that's really what it is. Like when we have interruptions to our schedules and we're not able to do the things that make us feel really good, everything gets out of whack and then we feel out of control. And then it's hard to like rein it back in. So I always think just picking three things that you're going to focus on and that's it. And that makes it so much more, I think it just makes it more, more doable to be able to do that. So like I said, breakfast is number one. Hydration is, I would say my second thing. I always have a water with me, no matter where we go. If I go to the grocery store, like I fill up a water, even though I don't take it in, it's just my rational fear of not having water. Yeah. What if I get thirsty? What if I happen to be in a desert in the middle of Missouri? You know, you might right. need water. You need it. What if I'm stuck in traffic and I'm so parched? What do I do? Yeah. Always just <laughs> have one. It's fine. And then my third one, I would say just getting in some type of movement in. Yeah. I, I'm not super strict with like, if we go on vacation, like I have to go to the gym or anything like that. But if I want to go to the coffee shop, that's right down the road. I'm going to walk to it. Just different things like that. How can I just get some type of movement in? Yeah. I have well, breakfast is a non-negotiable for me. Like that's it. Breakfast and specifically like at least 30 grams of protein because I'll be hungry if not. And I know that about me. Like I know I'll be hungry. I know it won't sustain me. I know I'll get agitated. I know I'll just feel like I can't focus. Non-negotiable. Some sort of, I like, I've established a walk for myself because I mean, I'm able to do that. I could either walk outside. I have a treadmill, which I actually got a treadmill desk for, which is like, I'm like so much more productive, but some Mm -hmm. sort of walk because, and it's, I started doing this probably like a year and a half ago and it wasn't so much for weight loss goals. It was mostly for like mental health. Like I do so much better if I'm moving, I think better. I know I feel better. And so a walk just became something I'm like, you know, I know I'm, better thinking person when I walk. I'm happier. 
this is my non-negotiable. And it's so true because there's some some days that I don't do it that I just feel so off and I feel sluggish and I'm like, eh, it's because I need my walk. That's my non-negotiable. And I think my last is people might find it kind of silly, but like a brain dump. So I do a brain dump every single morning. It really helps my stress. It helps me figure out what I need to do for my day. I put together a game plan and I feel more put together because for me, and I I mean, I don't know if other moms feel this way, but a lot of it is feeling stressed that we don't have time for everything or that we have so much to get done. And so for me to be able to put that down on paper, prioritize and see what do I actually need to get done today? Let me get everything down out of my brain onto paper. I can think. And Mm -hmm. it sounds silly. Like our non-negotiables are three things. People might be like, okay, it's not going to make a big difference in the grand scheme of things, but it does. It really does. Mm -hmm. I also feel like we have a society now where it's almost like, I don't know if you can relate, but it's like our worth is tied to how many things we're doing. If we're not doing enough, then we're not enough. And that's a narrative that needs to change because that's not true at all. What if we're doing all these different things and we're giving 5% and all these things? We're just, we're, we're stretching ourselves too thin. Mm-hmm. What if we gave 25% to four different things? Imagine how good those four buckets would look instead of 5% into, how many would that be to get to 100? I know what you mean. It's a good point because instead of like, that's it to be. start being decent at a lot of things instead of great at a few things, you know, when it takes us longer to... I mean, really do anything. We don't feel our best. I'm going to tell you right now, like humans, as much as we want to be part of that hustle culture and like, that's what we think we need to do. And we're just going to do it at the end of the day. We don't feel well when we're constantly pouring ourselves, like split, making ourselves so thin. We don't, we just don't. And it causes stress. And then we feel like, again, we're not really achieving anything. And I think that's where people get really stuck. And you feel like you're kind of spinning your wheels is because you're trying to do too much at once, where if you were to just focus on a couple of things and focus on them well, and really establish that habit, you'd feel so much better. You'd see results and you would just, you would become more of that person you want to become. And this can be said for like all areas, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you are working on creating a new routine, I would first decide what are your priorities? What is going to be most important to you right now? And this doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. It can be just for the next month. Decide what you're going to focus on. Decide how you want to feel about your day. And then just make some small plans, make some small tweaks to your schedule And I also think it helps to have some sort of consistency. We always, I mean, I always recommend to have consistent meals just around the same time. Like it doesn't mean you have to eat every day at 12.05, like just within an hour of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, having that type of consistency. It just, you'll notice, so many people notice the difference there in just their digestion and their fullness and just their satiety factors because their body knows what to expect. You're giving it some type of schedule. So wherever you can combine consistency will be helpful to create these routines. And then as you're putting these routines together, really a routine is just a makeup of habits you're building. Everything we do every day is some type of habit that we're doing, getting used to. It has something to do with our habits. Yeah. Now there is a really good book. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I actually just finished reading. I've been reading it forever because I read like four to five books at one time. So it takes me (laughs) a long time. 
I don't know why I do it, but I finally finished it. There's some great tips in there. And when he talks about like breaking or building habits, it has to do with four different things. So it's a cue, a craving, a response and reward. So he gives a good example about like coffee. So when we wake up, we want to feel energized. We want to feel alert. So waking up is the cue. The craving is like, I want to feel alert. And then how we do that, we start drinking coffee. That's Mm -hmm. a response. The reward is then now, since I drank my coffee, now I have energy. So then we start to associate with getting up, drinking coffee. That gives me energy. Now, when we are trying to make new habits, we want this habit to be formed by making it obvious. We want it to be right in front of our face. We want it to be attractive, something we want it to do. We want it to be easy. We want it to satisfy what we are looking at, what we're looking for, what type of goal we're wanting. And that's what's going to help create those habits. I have a client where her kids are just like eating fruit snacks all day. She's like, I can't get them to stop snacking. But she started buying apples and she put them out on the counter. And now her kids ask for an apple. And she's like, honestly, it freaked me out when they first started asking. Because I was like, what is happening? You don't eat apples. (laughs) She's like, my kids are eating fruit without being forced now. So it just goes to show the more it's in front of our face, the how attractive it looks after we eat it, how good it makes us feel. That's how we can start to build those habits. I mean, we've heard habits take like 21 days, I think is what people usually say. But in his book, he actually talks about it takes 18 to like 254 days, depending on what type of person you are, depending on your behaviors, depending on the circumstances. That's how long it can actually take for these habits to form. Mm -hmm. So it can take a long time. Yeah, and I think this is a really good takeaway is to give yourself some time. And we're already doing this similar to like self-talk, right? I always tell clients this, we're already doing this. We are already doing these things. We have a minimal morning routine. We have a schedule that we kind of abide by. Like you said, we wake up, we get coffee, like whatever. We're already doing these things. We're creatures of habits. We just don't notice it because most of the time we fall into stuff that's easy or we fall into negative self-talk and like that's just our go-to. So what you're doing is you're establishing a new go-to, a new thing that you automatically do. And that takes time and that takes a little bit of patience. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I've been, you know, trying to get up and walk every day and it's been three weeks and I guess I'm just not that person. It takes some time you know, like really make this commitment to yourself. Really think about it right now. If you're struggling and you're like, okay, I want to make a new commitment. I want to make new habits or routines. Think about what you're already doing and think about what doesn't serve you anymore. And coffee was one of those for me because I love coffee. I'm such a creature of habit. I would just get up and have coffee. And to be honest, it really wasn't helping me feel energized anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I had my coffee, it really wouldn't do anything. And I was one of those that's like, oh, I'm never going to be one of those people that doesn't wake up and have coffee right away. Like, that's just who I am. That's what I like. But I had to really sit down and talk to myself and be like, is this serving me? Because this habit that I'm doing isn't giving me the desired outcome that I want. So I need to switch some things around. I could still have my coffee. I could still have it in the mornings, but let me switch up my routine and do it a little bit differently so that I still enjoy what I'm doing, but it serves me and gives me the outcome that I want. And so now having it after breakfast or with my breakfast actually does what I want it to do. Whereas before I was just like, no, this is me. I'm a coffee person. There's no way I could ever break that. It wasn't serving me though. So 
give yourself some time. Cause I woke up and I had coffee first thing in the morning for, I don't know, over 10 years. Cause I would get up for work so early and I would just finally eat like three hours later. That was my routine. That's just what I did without even thinking about it. So it takes some time. I'm still not perfect. There's still mornings where I'm like, oh, I want to, but now I know when I do that and I don't feel great, I can link that back to, I'm not doing my routine that I've set out for myself. And this is why I feel not great. And then that's on me. And that's a part of kind of breaking habits too, that we know aren't making us feel great too. Make them unattractive, make them not so obvious, make them so you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I really don't want that anymore. I don't want to feel that way. So basically the opposite of creating new habits. (laughs) So yeah, I hope this episode was helpful for you guys just to work on creating these new routines, give you some ideas of how to get these habits to stick because consistency can be the hardest part, but it's the most important part. Consistency over, well, I would say, I guess, commitment over motivation all the time because we're not always going to be motivated. We have to find find our reason to commit. And how are we going to do that is building upon these habits. Agreed. Yeah. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed it. If you guys are in the process of establishing a new morning routine or finding non-negotiables, let us know what they are. We're interested. I always love hearing what people are doing to change things up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Share this episode, share with what habit you're working on, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See See you you next week. week.